I want to start by uh, offering you a, a proposition. So, uh, this is a paperclip right here. Would, would, would you uh, trade a paperclip in for a house? Anybody be willing to trade it? You're like, yeah, Steve, you're, you're crazy. It's the stupidest idea I ever heard. But back in 2005, there was actually a guy who pulled it off. His name was Kyle McDonald, and uh, he was from Canada, and he was really infatuated this, by this game called uh, Bigger Better. And it was a, it was a trade-up game. And, and so um, he started with a paperclip, and then from a, a paperclip, he traded for uh, a, a fish pin, of all things, and, and then it was a door handle, and he, ended up, he made 14 trades, and he did this inside of one year. And his last trade was for a farmhouse, two-story farmhouse over in, in Canada. Like, uh, unbelievable. Now, some of the things that he traded for as he began to trade it were pretty cool. He got a snowmobile at one point, uh, and then he actually got a, a recording contract at one point, and then he got to spend a day with Alice Cooper. How good is that? And then finally, you know, he, he, he gets the house. And so, I, I, just for a few moments, I want to talk to you about trading of something. I want you to think about trading in, and it's going to sound kind of strange, but I want you to think about trading in darkness for light. Would you, would you be willing to trade in darkness for light? And so here's what I want to do. I want to explain that a little bit more from the Bible. So I'm going to open up to the book of John, chapter 1. And, of course, the Bible, in Jesus' particular, the, uh, John, who wrote this book, uses a lot of metaphors, and this is one of the, probably the, the greatest metaphors that's used in the Bible, is the contrast between light and, and darkness. And so it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. And in Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And, and the light shines in the darkness. Now, this is kind of interesting right here. And it said, but the darkness has not overcome it, or one translation says has not comprehended it. So Jesus comes into the world, and that's what Christmas is all about, to be the light of the world. But the darkness says, hmm. And the darkness is represented by what's, the darkness is represented inside of what's inside of people. In, in verse 6, it says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. And of course, we're talking about John the Baptist. And he came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. And verse 9 says, the true light that gives light to everyone who is coming into the world. So, what is light as described by the Bible? Um, the Bible again, it uses that metaphor. Another way of looking at darkness is this way. This is personalize this a little bit. Darkness is everything that we don't want in our life because we're ashamed of it. Darkness is all the regrets that we have in our life. We just like, I wish I could just take that back. Darkness is all the screw-ups in our life, all the things that we look back on and we say, if I could do it over again, I would never do that again. Darkness is the, the deep, dark secret in your life that you would never want anybody to know about. That's what darkness is. So, would you be willing to trade some of your darkness for some light that is offered by Jesus? So, the next thing we see here is that God takes the initiative and he comes to meet us exactly 
where we are. So Jesus comes into the world. He brings light to the world. He, he wants to bring light to our darkness, all right? So let me read a few more verses to you, verses 10 through 14. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. And he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. This is one of the most sad stories in the Bible. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word, now here's, here's the incarnation. We call this the incarnation. This is where Jesus comes into the world to become flesh and blood. The word which the word means logos, it means Jesus. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. I like what one translation says, he took up residence in our neighborhood. And it's a beautiful thing about Jesus that he came in to identify with us. I mean, prior to that, all that we could ever say, any human could ever say about God was, well, he's up there and I'm down here. And he doesn't know what I'm going through. But when Jesus came into this world, he experienced the human condition in every way that we experience it. He was tempted in every way. He was, he was uh, rejected. And, and we know the end of, of his story. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. You see in verse 5 the fact that even though he came as light, the darkness, that parts of us that we didn't understand said... I'm not sure why you're, you're, you're light. Okay, so what, is, what are you going to do? Are you going to interrogate me? Did you come to like, make me feel worse than I already feel about myself? And I, sometimes I think that's what people think about, well, especially when they think about religion, they think about church, and they think, yeah, yeah, you know, I feel bad enough already, so I'm going to walk in there, and you're just going to make me feel even worse. Well, that's the last thing that Jesus ever did. It said he was full of truth and grace, a lot of grace. That's why people were attracted to Jesus like a magnet. Everywhere that he went, people just flocked around, especially people that had darkness in their life, people that had problems. They said, we, we, we want to be next to you because you, you just, you're amazing and you offer, you're offering us love. And it was his light that was reflecting on them. Um, I ha, have a good buddy that used to actually be on staff at this church. His name is Matt. And uh, Matt was in the Air Force for um, several years, and he was kind of moving up the ranks a little bit. And he told me, he said, one day, Steve, he said, I got called in as I was trying to make the, the next move and rank. He said, they called me into this meeting. He said, and the next thing I knew, I, it was like one of those scenes out of a movie. It was like I was being interrogated. The big light was over me. He said, there's really important guys around me, you know, officers and stuff. And he goes, and I'm being interrogated. And I'm wondering, what did I do? And so they asked him a few questions, and then they threw a bunch of envelopes on a table. He immediately recognized the envelopes. You see, when he was in high school, he kind of had this infatuation with Fidel Castro and communism. Yeah, go figure. And so uh, all those letters that were supposed to go to Fidel, eh, they didn't go to Fidel. They went to the powers that be that do that kind of stuff. And so they said, uh, so Matt, what, what's, what's with this anyway? And uh, he was able to you know, talk his, his way out of it. But he just said it was just a horrible feeling to be under the spotlight, being interrogated by those very, very important men. I, I wonder if, to some degree, that sometimes people don't feel that way. when They think, yeah, if I come to God, it's going to be just like that. He's going to interrogate me. He's going to make me feel bad for all the things that I ever did. But the Bible says something completely different. The, the Bible says Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, 
but to save the world. Jesus actually said himself, he said, I came to give you life and give it to the full. I want you to really, really live. And you know the thing that causes us not to live? Darkness. Darkness. It gets in our life. It messes everything up. And, and you know, the problem is that we're kind of attracted to it sometimes. That's why Jesus came in the world and he said, I, I, I want to show you the way. The Bible says that he is the way and the truth and the life. Finally, we're invited in these verses. It says we're invited to become the children of God. Let me go back to verses 12 and 13. This is the, this is the best news of all. Yet to all who did, who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. That means that we get invited into the family. No strings attached, and no condemnation, you know, no interrogations. And he doesn't hold our past against us. He's a light, and what, you know what a light does is a light helps you to see out there. It, it, it gives you the ability to have vision about what's going on in your life. As I have uh, grown older, my eyes, unfortunately, have gone, become weaker, and thus the glasses for one thing right now, but also when I'm driving, and so uh, I have a little bit of night blindness, and so as it gets darker, like if I drive out in the country someplace and there's no you know, lights out there, my wife is sitting next to me, and she is my guide. She, literally, she's going, Steve, Steve, over here, over there, over there. And I'm, I'm struggling. I'm like this, you know. I'm like, man, I just, I wish I could see a little bit better. I wish I had more vision. That's why Jesus came into this world, to enlighten us, to give us vision, to, to guide us, because we just keep crashing into everything, including ourselves. And the greatest thing that he ever did for us was come into this world, become flesh and blood. And after that, say, okay, now I understand your condition. I understand your temptation. I understand all the things that you have to endure. And you know what? I love you and I care about you. And I'm going to help you find your way out of that. I'm going to bring light into your life. C.S. Lewis once said this. He, says, he said, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Maybe today you've come in here and you think, well, you know, it's Christmas Eve. Come in here, sing a few Christmas carols, and do whatever they do in that church. Uh, but have you, would you be willing to trade up a little bit today? Would you be willing to trade darkness for light? I, I think it's the best trade you could ever make. Whatever darkness you've got going in your life, you don't get condemned for it. You just get set free from it. And you get light. And you get Jesus. And you get guidance. And you get grace and blessing in your life. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a great deal to me. So would, would you all just bow your heads for a moment? Could Just close your eyes if you would. If you're, you're here today, and you're thinking about your life, and maybe you're thinking about some darknesses in your life, and, and it could be anything from just you're not good with relationships to you have an addiction to you just can't get over your bitterness about something. It could be of so many different things, but you would identify it and you say, it's darkness, and I just I want out of the darkness. 
And I want into the light. I want the good things that Jesus has to offer. And if that's you, and you're willing to, in the way we've been saying it tonight, trade up for Jesus, would you just raise your hand and say, I, I want more light. Just, just raise your hand where you are. I just want to pray for you. Just, yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. See, I, I need more light. I just got to have more light in my life. I need direction in my life. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else? I don't want to miss anyone. Lord Jesus, this is the most glorious, glorious evening. As we consider that you came into this world, God, flesh and blood, became one of us to identify with us, Lord, to know what it's like to experience life in this world. And we thank you, Lord. You didn't come to condemn us. You said it yourself. But you came to save us and to give us ultimate life that you would light up the way for us. And so, Father, we have some that have responded tonight and they've raised their hand. And this, the honesty of their heart. They say, I just need more light. I need direction. I need clarity. I need Jesus. And so tonight, for those that are here that have responded to you, God, reveal yourself to them. Help them to know what the next step would be for them. Help them to feel your power and your strength as, as they move into the, to the next year, 2020, coming on us really quick here, Lord. And I pray that they'll call upon your name and receive your light and begin to walk in the light every single day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.